You know, talking about plans and game plans and God has a victory plan. You know, we, we, we enjoy life and enjoy celebrating when our favorite college, high school, the elementary, whatever teams win, pro teams win. We like to, you know, it's, it's celebration time. I know, uh, of course, Lynette and I both went to Garland High School, the Garland Fighting Owls. And, uh, you know, I, I still, on the Fox Southwest, they sell, show a lot of the Texas high school stuff. And I, I'm always looking on there to see what, where, what the owls did. You know, anybody do that with your old high school? I, if I got any help, I guess I'm the only crazy one in the bunch. <laughs> But anyway, you know, it's just interesting to to celebrate. And, you know, we really admire people who overcome great odds to be successful in life. I mean, we have one of our own Rayma grads. uh, Oh, I forgot her name right now. Anyway, she's legally blind and she has participated in the Special Paralympics, I don't know how many times. In fact, uh, she will be here. I saw a note came in that she's going to be here again for Winter Bible. And she's uh, actually uh, going from here, from Winter Bible into training for again for that. Uh, you know, God can use anybody that is willing to give their life to him and follow his plan. Hello. You know, uh, when, when a plan is put together, a business plan or a game plan a coach puts together, it is to guide them past every obstacle or obstacle, however you want to pronounce it, that they have. It's a strategy to deal with any adversities that come up. You know, coaches always put together a game plan. How many of you guys have played ball? How many of you had a coach put together a game plan? Yep. You know, uh, I don't know. One time I was watching uh, the, you know, the basketball playoffs and it was the national championship. And this one team on paper was so much better than the other team. And it seemed like that it was that way because the first half, the other team was just running away with it. But the second half, everything changed. And so after the game, the announcer was interviewing the coach like they do. And she asked him, so what, what was the change in your team? He said, they simply began to execute the plan, the game plan that I gave them. It made all the difference in the world. Now that's a story that I take out of my book, God's Victory Plan. In fact, that's where this message came from. God's, I have a book. Anybody ever read that book, God's Victory Plan? If you hadn't, it's a pretty good book. The guy that, that put it together is a fairly decent preacher. <laughs> 
because all of my books come from my from my sermons that I preach. They take them and put them together in a book. I think it, I think they're a little more effective that way because you're not sitting there trying to think up something. You know, God has a purpose and a plan for everything. But his plan is always for victory. In 2 Corinthians 2, 14, he says, now thanks be unto God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Now the complete Jewish Bible says it this way, but thanks be to God who in the who in the Messiah consistently leads us in triumphal procession. God's word translation says, but I thank God who always leads us in victory because of Christ. You will never find one time where God's plan failed when people followed the plan. In fact, the great coach Vince Lombardi said one time, I heard him say it on, on TV. They were interviewing him and he said, I, I, can, I will give the opposing team my play. But if my players execute the play perfectly, they can't stop it. Hello? If we execute God's plan that he has given us in his word, the devil can't stop it. Hello? And we got to realize that when God tells us to do something a certain way, then we've got to do it that way. I don't care what we think about it. I don't care what somebody else thinks about it. That's the plan. And if you're going to be successful, you have to execute the plan. Now, you know, in, in sales, there are strategies, sales strategies that in fact, you go many times, many of you, if you're in, in, in sales, you go to seminars and you, you look at different things. And when you execute the plan, it works. But if you say, well, I think I'm on a deviate. I'm on that. No, that's not the plan. You've got to go with the plan. If the sales manager calls all the salesmen together and gives them the plan, then you got to execute the plan. Well, God put a plan together and he's got it right here. Here's the game plan right here. All you got to do is read it and execute it. Amen. Now, let's look at Joshua and the victory plan that God gave Joshua for them to take the city of Jericho. In Joshua 6, we're going to start with verse 2. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty, mighty men of valor. Now you will march around this city, all the men of war. You shall go around the city once, and this you shall do six days. And the seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times. 
the priests shall blow their trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all of the people shall shout with a great shout, then the walls of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up every man straight before him. Now here, I want you to notice that this is a detailed plan. Specific specifications. They had to carry it out according to God's specific rules and specifications or it wouldn't have worked. Now look at this. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. That's very specific. The exact kind of horn it's supposed to be, how many there is supposed to be. Well, we can't find seven, so let's just go with six. That's not what the plan said. There's a lot of times a lot of people try to do that with God. God said seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns. So that's the way it had to be. You know, you have to execute his plan according to every specification that he says in the word. He says, say with your mouth, believe in your heart, and you'll have. That's that's very specific. There's a lot of people that want somebody to pray for them. Well, prayer's great, but I want to tell you what. You need to learn how to follow God's specific plans and get it for yourself. My dad used to tell me, son... You care more about yourself than anybody else, so learn how to get whatever you need from God yourself. I go to him, you know, pray that, Dad, pray with, pray for me and help me. I'll get this or I'll do this. He said, do it yourself. <laughs> do it yourself. Now, <clears throat> let's go back here and let's... Uh, pick up on this six at the sixth verse. Then Joshua, the son of Nun called the priests and said to them, take up the Ark of the covenant. Let seven priests bear seven trumpets of the ram's horns before the Ark of the Lord. <clears throat> then he said to the people, proceed and march around the city let him who is armed advance before the ark of the Lord. So it was Joshua had spoken to the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horn before the Lord advanced and blew trumpets and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. The armed men went before the priest who blew the trumpets and the rear guard came after the ark. While the priests continued blowing the trumpets, now Joshua commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth, 
until the day I say to shout, then you shout. To me, that is saying that there's a time to shout and there's a time to keep your mouth shut. I don't mean that wrongly, but do you, have you ever been in a place when somebody, I mean, I've been in church service where somebody shouted and, and it wasn't the time to shout. Don't now see, I got half of the crowd shut down on me right there. <laughs> you know, I thank, I thank God for tongues interpretation. I believe in them in a, in a smaller setting, you can have those. It's very hard to have it in a larger setting such as we have here. But I have, I've been in services where the minister is ministering under the anointing of the spirit of God. And somebody jumps up over here and starts speaking in tongues and it just sort of kills everything. Well, when I was young, I just stand still and be quiet like everybody else was. But I got, <laughs> there was a, this happened a lot of times when I was associate pastor and there's one lady sat right in front in the, right in the church service. I see my wife smiling. She knows exactly what I'm talking about. Well, I'd gotten on, man, when I was, you know, I was there when I was there. I was, as a 28-year-old, I kept my mouth shut and I just, you know, but <clears throat> man, I'm, I'd come back, I'd been up here and school was going and I'd gone back to preach for my father-in-law on Sunday morning and <clears throat> excuse me, she jumped up right in the middle of my message and I was really going, you know, <clears throat> and started speaking in tongues. Well, I just ate that microphone. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't stop. I just kept going. And finally she sat down and was quiet. But then, you know, because a lot of those people in there had the Holy Ghost uh, for a long time. When I was young, they'd had it longer than I was old, but now, you know, they still probably so. But I, I, I saw the shutdown on me, so I just said, listen, how many of y'all <clears throat> really believed I was under the anointing preaching this morning? And I was, really. And they are, oh, yeah, praise the Lord, yeah, yeah. I said, let me ask you a question. Why would the Holy Spirit interrupt himself? I see some of your wheels are turning in your head. I learned from my dad, if you get something like that and the other guys up there speaking, either you begin to pray that the Lord will give you an opportunity or else give it to the man that's up in the, up in the pulpit. And I've done that before. And the man, would, as he's preaching, all of a sudden he began to say almost verbatim what uh, the Lord was giving me. You see, everything is supposed to be done decently in, in an order. He told them, keep your mouth shut. Don't say anything. Probably one of the reasons he told them to be quiet because if they went in marching around there, somebody's going to say, well, what good is this? Nobody ever took a city doing this. What, what good is this in the first place? You know, come on now. Don't look at me like that. He had specific instructions. The armed men were given to march ahead of the ark. 
Now, what would happen if they hadn't obeyed the instructions completely? The way God said to do it. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You see, you have to execute according to the plan. And God gives it to you right here. If you're going to win. You know, he told them not to shout, not to make any noise until the proper time. Now, that was unusual instructions. I remember I was helping coach Craig and when he was in there in the, in the uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade years. And uh, we were going to play a team. And uh, this team had been just... This one had this one running back, and he had just been running wild over everybody. But I got to noticing that he, he he was really fast, and he always ran to the wide side of the field because he could get around the corner, and then nobody could catch it. So I was in charge of the defense, and I I, devi- I devised a plan. So. Craig was playing back behind and the defensive end was here. He's playing back here, defensive back. And so I took, I took Mike and he is the defensive end. And I said, Mike, you always, I said, I don't care what's happening. You go to the wide side of the field and I want you to split three yards off of the line that's three yards out further than you normally go. And, said, and I told Craig behind him, I said, Craig, I want you to get behind him and I want you to get two yards outside of him. And then I told Doug, Doug Hensley was, was the middle linebacker and he, he liked to hit people. <laughs> and I said, Doug, I want, you, I want you to move from the middle. I want you to cheat over and, and get over Instead of being in the center, I want you to move over behind the defensive tackle on the wide side. You, you three guys are always on the wide side of the field. Well, you know what? They executed that to perfection. And I see Craig smiling because he's remembering. And we shut them down and we won the championship that year. But nobody else had ever come up and and had realized and designed a plan. I saw he never ran inside and he never ran to the other side. He always went out to the outside so he could use his speed to get around the corner. Well, all I got to do is split these guys out here. I told told Mike and Craig, I said, y'all... Y'all run him to the sidelines and then grab a hold of him. And then I said, I told, I told Doug, I said, Doug, I want you to come and just knock the fire out of him. <laughs> In other words, make, make sure of the tackle is what I was trying to, that's what I was saying. And you know what? The only time it didn't work is when a guy came up and hit, hit Craig he came around and hit him, clipped him from the back. 
is the only time that it didn't work is when somebody, but they got a penalty, so it got called back and we shut them down. You see, you see, why did you die? Because I had to design a plan to stop him. And they had to execute it the way I drew it up or it's not going to work. That's what I'm trying to tell you. God has put this plan together for you to have an abundant life. He said he wants you to have a life and have it more abundantly. But he's put the plan together and you've got to work according to the plan if you're going to have the victory. Victory comes because you do what the plan says. You know, some people, they, they want to say, well, I think it'd be better if we did this. No, God said it this way. Now, we start here in verse 14 and it said on the second day, they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. So they did that six days. But it came to pass on the seventh day, they rose in the morning and they marched around the city seven times in the same manner. On that day, only they marched around it seven times. And the seventh time it happened when the priest blew the trumpet that Joshua said, the people shout for the Lord has given you the city. Now, why did he tell them to shout on the seventh day? I think maybe it's because the walls were still standing. It wasn't until they shouted that the walls came down. They, they believed what God said, so they opened their mouth. And when they opened their mouth, what God said came into existence. That's what he says in the word. If you say to this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in your heart, but shall believe that those things which you say shall come to pass, you'll have whatever you say. Are those specific instructions or just suggestions? You know, sometimes somebody can suggest, those are specific instructions. These were specific instructions Well, what if somebody said, I don't feel like shouting? Well, then stay where you're at. I don't feel like saying it. Well, then just stay there where you are. Don't get any victory. It don't matter whether you feel like it, whether you want to or don't want to. That's what God said. And if you're going to get the victory, you're going to have to do it the way God said do it or it's not going to happen. Come on now. You see, the people shouted, I believe, in an act of faith, believing that what God said, it would happen, so they did it. You know, we need to realize that we have to shout when we don't see the victory, when we don't feel the victory, when we don't smell victory, we don't taste victory, 
we still got to shout because he said, open your mouth. You know, you shout as an act of faith. In other words, open your mouth. I'm talking about this was shouting. We would open our mouth. When we speak what God says, then it happens. You ever looked in the Bible and see that God gave every, every somebody, every time somebody succeeded, there was a plan to follow. God gave Moses a plan to get the people out of Israel. I mean, out of Egypt, Israel out of Egypt. He gave him a plan to get across the Red Sea. What if, what if Moses said, well, what good is it going to do if I just stretch this? Actually, they call it a rod. It was probably a, more like a shepherd's stick, but a rod. What's it going to do to, sh- to stick this out over the water? What's that going to do? Who, what, what? Hello. But he did what God said, and it happened. Gideon was given a plan for victory. And it happened. King Jehoshaphat, I preached that sermon on that, was given a plan. Get yourself ready to go to battle and march out there, but put the singers up front, having sang praise the Lord for his mercy endure forever. Now, who ever heard of going out to battle with the choir out in front, marching in front of the army? Nobody. But God said, do it that way. They did it that way, and they didn't even have to fight. How many times do you read when you're reading the story of David that God gave David a plan and when he followed the plan, he always succeeded? Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, God always has a plan. And if you follow it, it always succeeds. You know, so we... First of all, if you have a situation that you need taken care of, then you got to find out the plan. Go in the word, the plan's here, find it, you know. <laughs> a lot of people, you know, they 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 need they need healing in their studying scriptures about prosperity. Well, that's a, there's a plan for that, but there's also a plan for healing. There's a plan for protection. There's a plan for all of it, but you got to go to the right plan. Hello. Now, there's some people always running around looking for a word from the Lord. They want somebody to give them a plan. You know, give me a word. Give me a word. Give me a word. You know, what, what? I had somebody ask me here a while back, oh, what's the Lord saying to you? I said, what are you talking about? Well, well, what's God been talking to you about? I said, well, I don't know. I was reading, uh, he was talking to me the other day about this and I started talking about the word of God and the word where I've been reading about the fact that, that whenever you believe God, he will do what he said he would do. And I said, I've just been studying about how to go about 
having victory. Oh, I mean, what, what other words? I said, what other word do you need except this word? I understand that we can see people running around. They want somebody to give them a word of prophecy. Actually, what they're doing is not New Testament. In the New Testament, prophecy is meant for what? Edification, exhortation, and comfort. That's the three things. But you see, they want to go back to the Old Testament. Why? And then you got to study and find out something. Why did they go for, to get a word of the Lord from the prophet in the Old Testament? Because he was the only one that was anointed. He had the spirit upon. You got that spirit. You're anointed and you got the spirit within. And he, you need to learn how to look on the inside and find God's plan. Hello. Everybody wanting you to do a word. Well, I, I was just, you know, studying for the sermon first Sunday in the year. And I'm just sitting there meditating. And all of a sudden I heard the words, this is, this is a time to not just survive, survive, but to thrive. So I told y'all that word that we give to me, but you see that can happen, but you just don't go hunting it. If it happens, it happens. We need to learn how to read the word and listen to the spirit on the inside because as we read the word, it's God speaking and he says right here in his word that then the Holy Spirit would speak to us on the inside. Now I'm I'm paraphrasing it in 2023 language, but isn't that what he says in the word and not what it says? See, his plan is for us to follow him in his direction as he speaks to us. Well, I'm having so much trouble. I just don't understand. Let me tell you what. He didn't say you wouldn't have any problems. But he said, thanks be unto God, he always gives you victory through Christ Jesus. You know, Somebody said, well, man, I I don't know about this. Hey, he didn't say we wouldn't have tests and trials, but he did say I would deliver you out of every one of them. How? By following him and following his plan. You see, Psalm 34, 17 says, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them, delivers them out of them, out of all of their trouble. Now drop down there from 17, drop down to 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord helps them sometimes. But the Lord delivers him out of them all. 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 Find out the plan and the victory will overtake you. Walk in the plan. Execute the plan. 
Now, what would have happened if the Israelites or Joshua said, hey, this is getting old. Let's just, on the sixth day, he said, let's just march, let's march around it seven times on the sixth day and blow the trumpets and yell and scream. What would have happened? That's right, nothing. Why? Because that wasn't God's plan. Some people are walking in God's plan, but they think it's too slow, so they try to hurry up and then they get out of God's plan. A fellow that had my same name, Kenneth Hagin, he used to say, there's some people that get the, the, the cart in front of the horse you know, the horse has to pull the cart, but there's some people trying, they get, in other words, they get ahead of God. He would say, I'd rather be two steps behind God than three steps in front of him. Anybody ever heard him say that? <laughs> I see lots of hands going up. Make sure you got the right plan before you start trying to execute. See, it's, Every, in, in a game, there is strategy. And even in a board game, there's strategy, it can be strategy. And you need to think about executing the strategy or the plan that will help you to succeed. Every play on that field tonight in every play there has to be execution of that play not deviate from the least i see people in prayer lines a lot of times don't they don't get anything because the person next to them something happens and they get they start well, I, I saw it the, the last meeting. I was praying for somebody and I was getting there and I didn't even touch them. I just, just stepped in front of them and they started falling and the person beside them reached over and tried to started trying to help them and they didn't get anything. Because I told people ahead of time, don't worry about anybody on the inside, other side, either side of you, behind you, in front of you, anything else. Just be concerned about receiving. They got concerned about helping somebody else and missed out on receiving their self. How much know what I'm saying to you? Anybody ever seen that happen? I know these ushers have. <laughs> you see... I don't know why I keep harping on this, but God keeps bringing me back to this. If you don't do his plan his way, absolutely nothing will happen. I keep hearing that over and over again. He's trying to get it across to some of you. Stay where you are. Stay put where you are. Execute the plan that God has given you where you're at. And then something else will come along. But too many people are wanting to move quickly. There are many times that, you know, things will come up. I say, no, we're going to stay. We're going to keep doing it just like this. We're going to keep right here. That's what God's gotten us doing. 
Well, yeah, but look, look what they're doing. They're, they're, they're doing this. They're doing that. They're, I said, I don't care what they're doing. This is what we're to do. This is our time. Every one of you, each, he has it for corporately. He has plans. Individually, he has plans. Stay with the plan and you'll find that you'll succeed and life will be so divine. But when you deviate and run here and run there and run over here and run up there, you'll find that there's nothing there and life will be so not so fine. But when you do what I tell you to do and you follow me and you follow my plan and then you can shout and rejoice and run in victory because my plan always succeeds. Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory to God. I'm just going to quit right there. I got some more notes, but I'm going to quit on that. I might as well quit. Everybody stand up. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your plan. Father, help each of us to stay with the plan of our lives so that we can succeed. I thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. If you haven't been in this place today and you don't know Jesus Christ, your personal Savior, that's the first step in following his plan to victory. Or you're here and you know what it is, but you just have, you, you, you just need to come back and sort of rededicate. You're not where you should be and you know it. Or you're here and you'd like to receive baptism of the Holy Spirit. According to Acts chapter 2, verse number 4, they were all filled with the Spirit, began to speak with tongues. The Spirit gave them utterance. Anybody on any one of those three invitations, let me see your hand right now. I want to pray with you and I want to pray for you wherever you're at. Let me see your hand. There's a hand here. Thank you. Anybody else? Any other hands anywhere else? Right now, this is the time. I said I wanted to pray with you and for you. If you raised your hand, should have raised your hand, wanted to raise your hand, I want you to come down to the front right now so I can shake your hand and so I can pray with you right now. So come on. If you raise your hand, should have raised your hand. Come on. Come on. If you raise your hand, God bless you, brother. Just stand right here. Come on. Come on. God bless you. God bless you. Come on. Come on. If you raise your hand, should have raised your hand, wanted to raise your hand, come on right now. Come on right now. You're in the balcony. The ushers will help you get down here. Come on now. Now's the time to get back in God's plan or to get on with God's plan the first time. Come on now. Anybody else want to come? Come now. Now's your time. Now's your time. Anybody want to come? Come on. I'm going to wait just a minute. I'm going to wait just a minute. Don't let your time, don't let this go by. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Come on. This is their time. Come on. Don't stand there. Come on. Bless you, man. Bless you. Come on now. 
I'm gonna wait a minute more. Come on. I'm gonna wait a minute more. Come on. Come on now. Come on now. This is your time. This is your hour. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody want to come? Come on now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You people that are standing here in front of me, you just made the best decision you ever made in your life. I got three books in my hands, one called New Birth, telling you about salvation, one called In Him, telling you about who you are in Christ, one called Twy Tongues, talking about the Holy Spirit. If I said I'm going to give these to you and I put them out here like this, what do you got to do to get them? You got them. They're yours. Every one of y'all going to get them same three books in a minute. That's just an exercise that I do. I can give you a book, but I can't give you the thing you came down here for. It's a spiritual thing. comes from heaven on high. So as an act of faith, I want you to reach one hand toward heaven. I don't care which one it is. Saying, with that hand, you're saying, God, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching up to get what I came for. Have, y'all people in the congregation, pray with me. Heavenly Father, thank you right now in the name of Jesus that every need spiritually in these lives is met today. Salvation, rededication, blessed infilling of the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for that now in Jesus' name. Amen. So put your hand down and look at me for just a moment. I want to ask you to go to a special place of prayer where you can be prayed with individually and in depth. Get these books. Would you see Greg and uh, I just went, Christy, I just went blank. Right there, turn and look over there. There's Greg and Christy. They're going to take you to that place of prayer where there, would you just turn and go? There's people there waiting to minister to you and pray with you. Hallelujah to Jesus. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Glory to God. You know, as I started to pray there a while ago, God reminded me that I wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't stayed with his plan. When I was an associate pastor, after a little while, some of my buddies, they kept talking about, man, you need, you need to get out and get your own church. And people trying to, and so I started thinking that way. Even went out and meditated. We went and tried out for two or three different places, you know. But it wasn't until I realized I got to stay with God's plan, whether I like it or not. I got to do what God asked me to do. And uh, here we are today. I'm not telling you your plan that you're going to walk is always going to be easy. But I'm telling you the plan that you walk, if you walk the plan that God has for you, it comes out a whole lot better in the end. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, don't forget all the announcements. And there, If you didn't get a bulletin, they're there. You can go online to Rhema, uh, Bible Church. Or uh, calm something, one of them, I don't know which one it is, and get the information. Hey, if you're a first time guest, we're so glad to have you with us today. And if you're looking for a church home, why would say church? Welcome home. Connection team, go find those first time guests and take them to the lobby to get a, a gift. 
As you see, our staff is going right now. We're going to the different doors. I'm going to be east today. We go to, we rotate the four building, four lobbies. So there it's on the screen. Don't forget tonight is a special night of, of fellowship. You see, fellowship with fellow Christians is vitally important. And whether you like ball or not, forget about that. Just come and enjoy being with your fellow Christians, eat some food, talk. I'll give some kind of little talk at halftime, but we'll see y'all tonight over at the NRC 515. I'm going to be there probably 5 o'clock or before. God bless you. We'll see y'all tonight.